Welcome to our 55th episode of Breaking Bread with C. My name is Celeste Mundo. I am your host on this podcast. Um, last time we talked about communion. I really pray that that um, podcast blessed you, that episode blessed you, and brought an even clearer understanding of communion that brings your heart to cherish it, but not just cherish it, but do it with understanding because of the danger that is in doing it without understanding. Today, I want to share from one of my favorite my favorite books in the Bible, which is Romans 8. Uh, and it teaches about us generally understanding how to live by the Spirit and how things work in the realm of the Spirit. One of the greatest teachers um, over time, still alive, Andrew Womack, it's a man that I really appreciate so much, has an extensive teaching on, on uh, spirit, soul, and body. And he really goes into the details of how we are spirits living in a body with a soul and i have also talked about this very often if you're familiar with this podcast you probably know this logic this understanding i've broken it down in different um, episodes trying to explain how it is actually possible to walk in the spirit of course i don't think that there's anyone who has gotten to a point of a hundred percent mastery where everything that happens on the outside of the body doesn't matter but this is exactly why we 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 run to win paul likens our our journey of faith to a race and in every race everybody is running in order to win so living by the holy spirit really is an exercise that is lifelong that will only come to an end when Jesus returns and it's something that you can grow in but definitely not outgrow so I think it's a good balance to know that it's something that we continuously grow in and no one ever masters it because otherwise it would mean that you've lost the wonder with God you've lost the capacity the sensitivity um, to God in your life and so I love Romans 8 and 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 I know many people are very familiar with Romans 8 28 all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord but all the scriptures that come before that and after that actually explain what it means to be those who love the Lord because it can sound very exclusive like okay if things are not going well for me does it mean I don't love the Lord enough? Does it mean I don't love the Lord at all? So that's not what it means. There's just that intimacy that somebody grows into. It's not specific to certain men of God. It's not specific to a certain sister or brother because they spend 70 hours in church every other week. That's not what we're saying. But the more you walk in the spirit, the more you have responses that correspond and originate from the spirit. And so circumstances around you respond to that spirit that is at work in you for example if somebody makes you angry or if somebody um, stirs a sentiment of anger in you and you choose not to respond to it but you choose to tame your spirit and keep your cool where you could have broken out and just barked at the person and yelled or whatever then you respond in a different way and in that moment Maybe a fight doesn't break out. Maybe something happens in the heart of the person that keeps them wondering, why didn't this person lash out on me? And the more they seek to understand why you didn't give the expected response to the situation that just happened, 
they find God or God ministers to them something and eventually they tell you, look, because you didn't respond in this way, I was ministered to and I was really intrigued by whatever enables you to tame your spirit that way. And that becomes their testimony as to how God ministered to them and how they found God in their personal experience. So I want to talk about Romans 8.34 and it's a really great metaphor of how Jesus and the Holy Spirit intercede for us continually and how guilt and shame are two things that keep Christians very many believers away from their inheritance away from the gift of coming before God with boldness away from it's like you have a treasure in your house but you're not able to access it because you feel like you don't deserve it and I want to break that down on how um, this works I am reading from the passion translation because it kind of brings out something I want to emphasize and it says who then is left to condemn us certainly not jesus for the anointed one um for he gave his life for us and even more than that he has conquered death he is now risen exalted and enthroned by god at his right hand so how could he possibly condemn us like how can someone come and die for you and then be the one to condemn you it wouldn't make any sense Uh, How could he possibly condemn us since he is continually praying for our triumph? So here's the thing. Everything that you have done before you received Christ was counted against you because there was no propitiation. There was nothing that had taken that reproach from you. There is no degree of apology you could make that would cleanse you because as soon as you're done making the apology, you'll have human responses to situations that cause you to sin. The The Bible calls Satan the prince of this world and our bodies, our flesh, our intellectual capacity that has uh, all the five senses is the one that responds to the world. But the spirit responds to God. There is no sin present in your spirit if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Sin is present in your soul, which has all the senses that tell you this is how I feel. And then you indulge in that feeling by the body, through the body. And then now you have committed a sin. But your spirit is the dwelling place of Christ. And Christ has no sin in him. He is pure. So even if you have committed this sin, you have no power to import it in your spirit, except by denying what Christ has done for you. So many people do not understand this reality and they find themselves, if they commit a sin, instead of confessing it before the Lord and consciously saying, Lord, give me the strength to lord over this let your spirit lord over this situation over this addiction even as they're going through that process they fall short tomorrow they still lift themselves up and know i know sin is not present in my spirit i choose to agree with my spirit and your soul and spirit come in agreement then it weakens the flesh it weakens the impulse of the flesh to respond to that man i don't know if this lands into your spirit because when God revealed this to me it changed my life it changed how I view forgiveness it changed how I am able to also forgive others and not let that offense inhabit my heart 
because I am able to say in their spirit is no presence of sin. So I want that spirit in them to kindle, to be rekindled with the spirit in me because we're in agreement. And that spirit, when I have allowed it to lord over my feelings and over the situation, the soul comes on the side of the spirit. And what do we know about witnesses? At the testimony of two or more, a thing is established. So because it is established, my soul and my spirit are in agreement. Therefore, my, my flesh, my body becomes weak if it wants to respond to the, to the impulses that, that will lead it to sin, that will cause it to sin. And in Exodus 17, 9, we read a story of when Moses was interceding for Israel. And then on one side, his hands got uh, very tired when Joshua was fighting and his hands got tired. And yet when he took them down, when he let them down, um, the, the Israelites were failing. So he had to keep his hands up and it was a day long battle. So Aaron, who is the high priest, who is an Old Testament representation of Jesus as a high priest, is on one side and holding Moses' arm. And then we have her, her which means H-U-R, it's, it's an Aramaic name, H-U-R, her, and it means light. So her is on the other side, holding the other hand of Moses, Moses' other hand. And here we have a picture where the body, Moses, who represents the Old Testament, the flesh that does things by the law in order to be right with God, this body that we have that still has sin present in it, and has Jesus, a representation of Jesus, the high priest as Aaron on one side, and her, the representation of light on the other side, which is the Holy Spirit, interceding for us. So the Holy Spirit come together, comes together with the high priest, which is Christ, and they intercede for us in a way that will give our physical body strength to fight against sin, to refuse to respond in anger to refuse to respond to every impulse to refuse to go sleep with a man or a woman that you're not married to simply because you feel like your 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 hormones are acting up it enables us it holds us together just as those two held moses hand together so the moment you realize that it's actually not you who keeps yourself it's not you who intercedes for you it's not you who has the the, the the capacity in you to keep yourself or to or to tame um your body but the spirit you begin to nurture the spirit you begin to listen more to the spirit you begin to be a lover of the presence now justifying romans eight twenty eight that says all things work together for the good of those who love the lord you have allowed the high priest in 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 um in uh, agreement with the holy spirit with light with her remember the metaphor with Aaron and her you have allowed those two to come in agreement with you and they have enough power to remove those appetites that satisfy the flesh for you and that flesh in that moment is that the reality is Moses was tired. 
Moses had his hands up all day, all all night, because it was a a day-long battle. He was tired. That's the reality of things. But they held his hands up, literally alleviating the tiredness that was present in his body so that the battle could come to an end. So when you allow the Holy Spirit and Christ to govern your body, to govern your impulses, to govern your desires, to govern the thoughts that run into your mind, eventually the victory becomes yours. Exodus 14, 14, a little further tells us that um, you only need to be still. The Lord will fight your battles. You only need to be still. So friends, I want you to think about this, meditate on it, listen to this podcast, this particular episode as many times as you want. I'm going to make it very short so that it's not tedious to, to listen to. It's not many words that just, you know, make it seem so abstract and complicated, but allow yourself to receive the help of God. And that help is not coming from outside some place that you have to go on a mountain to seek for it or have to make an expensive trip to see a certain pastor so that they can lay hands on you and then bring this it is right there in it inside of you if you have received jesus as your lord and savior this is that power this is that privilege that you have and he holds you up he prays for you he intercedes for you and that becomes your reality that becomes what strengthens your inner man Shall we pray? Father, we bless your name for this word. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, the common union, the light and the high priest always going ahead of us. The forerunner who has made things right between us and God. The one who's made it possible that we come before God without guilt, without shame, and that there is no condemnation that stands against us from the only one who had the capacity and the right and the perfection that qualified him to judge us and he tells us the bible tells us that he does not judge us so even us we trespass we sin against ourselves when we place a judgment where god has not placed it so we thank you lord that people are set free from guilt from shame from things that hold them in a bondage that took your son to the cross that they may be free i give you glory i give you praise that this is a reality for somebody's life who's listening to me this is their reality and it set them free and they believe it and they will walk in it and it will set others free surrounding them because of the testimony and the witness that they become through this liberating message we thank you lord that you hear us when we pray it is so and cannot be otherwise to the glory of your name thank you for gathering today you are blessed you have a conquered week ahead of you give thanks enter his gates with praise and it will be well with you all things work together for good for those who love the lord see you soon